0: Today, listeners, we have a very special podcast for you. This is an actual recording of a workshop at the Entrepreneur House in Chiang Mai held by Paul Levine. Paul is the creator and founder of everwebapp.com, a code-free website builder that lets users build websites with ease. He specializes in app development, app marketing, online marketing, SEO, team building, outsourcing, and website development. He has been in business for over 16 years and developed a team that operates in Ukraine, India, Romania, San Francisco in Amsterdam. Today Paul talks about how you can build a massive audience and the lessons he has learned competing with GoDaddy and Apple. The workshop was incredible and a lot of fun. Those that are looking to build their audience will get a lot of value from this episode. Without further ado, let me introduce Paul Levine to the show.
1: Okay, so I kind of want to make this a little bit... um... I'll go over a couple a couple ideas and things that I've done before and kind of the way that I would plan out how I would release a product or try to create a successful product. And then after we'll brainstorm about the products that you guys want to have, or that you guys want to create together. So I believe there's three things you're gonna have that you need to create a successful product. So you need an idea, you need implementation, and you need an audience. And so a lot of people have ideas and ideas are kind of, I mean, everyone has a million ideas and they're not really that important. If I want to look at the three different things, idea, implementation, and you can read it. So think about it like a triangle like this. Idea is kind of, everyone has it, there's a million of them, okay? A good, it's kind of a multiplier. A bad idea is going to be a kind of a zero, so this won't really work. A good idea will be a one. But it's more important that you implement your product successfully and that you have an audience. Um, Implementation is also a very difficult step. A lot of people fail at the implementation point. Um, Audience is kind of the most important. A lot of people struggle with actually getting the audience. And that's what I want to talk about today is some strategies that you can use to get your audience. Because if you have an idea and you implement it properly, without an audience you're not really going to have a successful product. So, some backstory to what I did. I was creating a search engine optimization software. And I created a special add on for an existing product that was really popular. It's called iWeb. It was a website builder that Apple released years ago. Um, the, the product was free, and the hope was that it would upsell uh, these customers to my other, my other paid products. If you called Apple and you asked them, How do I get my iWeb set into search engines? they would tell you to go to my website because I had this free product. In fact, if you called GoDaddy, is a web hoster, a web host. A web host is what you need to have your website online, obviously everyone knows that. Um, I was actually competing with them, because I did web hosting. If you called GoDaddy and said, how do I get my iWebsite into search engines, they would have to tell you to go to my website, but I was their competitor, because there was no other product that did what my free product did, um, and, it, and it, their customers needed it, they had no other solution. So with that, I was able to create a really big following, it, um, a really big following in that community, and that led me to. Once Apple discontinued their iWeb software a couple of years ago, I created a website builder that was based off of that, and that was kind of gone beyond it. But it was based off of iWeb, and I pretty much had all these iWeb users, which there were hundreds of thousands, if not if not millions, switch to my product. And then, as you know, there's a, there's a ton of different website builders out there now, but most of them are now going to be going to my product. My product is the one recommended. If you search for something like iWeb replacement in search engines, you will find my product to be one the most recommended. In fact, Apple has an online forum of users and every single time somebody asks, what should I use, how should I replace my iWeb? What should I use to replace iWeb? They would tell you to use my product. It's the most similar and I have a reputation that I built from this free product. Um, so what I want to do is go over a couple steps to creating something similar for your offer. So I think there's four characteristics to a free product or a free offer that you need in order to get the same type of results. Um, first of all, it has to be valuable. Okay, so value is a scale. You can have something that's like kind of valuable. It's kind of got some good tips and whatever. But something that's really, really valuable to to a customer is going to obviously provide a lot better result. So think about it more of a scale. It's not something that's not just not valuable or valuable. It's going to be on on, on a scale. And obviously you want something more valuable. Next is um, unique. Um, Unique, if nothing else exists that does it, you're obviously in a much better position. But one key thing that you can do is just look at something that's out there that people are using and just lower the price. Uh, uh, And offer it a workplace for free. so you can either offer this as obviously a product that you want to sell or you can have a strategy of marketing. But yes, offer something at a lower price or free, obviously, is you know what we're going to do. Now, piggyback on a third party. So before you have any service or anything like that, like for example, um, for me, I piggyback off iOS or Apple's product. But if you piggyback off even a competitor's product, especially if you don't already have you know, your reputation or product out there, you'll have your competitor um, you, um, recommending you. You'll have people in there. They already have an audience. So you'll have their audience already coming at you um, and noting about you. And obviously the fourth thing is obvious, but related to your market. So you need something that's going to be related to the market of the product you want to to sell. So these are the four things that I would would check if I was going to create this offer. So for me, my product was valuable because my product did search engine optimization specifically for either websites. You, the, the problem with iOS was it, it created a website in a certain way that no existing tool would work with it so it was valuable because it really was the only way that these users can, can optimize their website for engines. it was unique obviously for the same reasons uh, i piggybacked off of apple so now that i created this free product i created a blog post with all the steps you need to take in order to promote uh, in order to get your i website into search engines it was shared by everybody. It was actually stolen. People would just steal my advice and use it as their own, but it didn't matter. I was the source and I was the original person to write it. Um, and obviously, it was related to my market because it was an SEO tool. And the hopes was that it would upsell these people to my more advanced SEO products. Um, so, yeah, the one thing I want to talk about with valuable products is like if you create some type of info product or like a video, the reality is that nobody's, if it's, especially if it's long, no one's going to read it or. or or use it so if you think that there's a lot of information in there, that in there that you don't want to get for free, it really doesn't matter because most people just want to see that you have this out there, and that really helps for your reputation. Most people won't watch all your videos or read all your blog posts. You could probably even package all your blog posts and videos and sell them, you know, later on with like a little bit more value because no one's going to go through almost nobody will go through all of, all of your current info products. And that's the type of product you want to offer um, for free. Now, okay, so the benefits that you're going to get, reputation, obviously, you're now like the authority in that industry. Um, you have, if you do advertising, for example, if you do uh, Facebook ads, you know, Twitter ads, mm-hmm. a newsletter, sponsor a podcast, sponsor something, that's going to last you, you know, a short amount of time. Facebook, a Facebook post will be a couple minutes, Twitter a couple seconds, podcast, you know, whenever they, you know, whenever they play the podcast, um, but these things are temporary. Having a free product out there that people can continually find, that's almost permanent. People will continually find this product over and over and over again. You don't get that type of exposure just by advertising or sponsoring somebody or posting something on Facebook or even on a newsletter. Um, what else? People will promote you for free. So like I said, people would promote people now promote my product still, you know, five years later even. And people were promoting it back then on these forums. Um, Apple was promoting it for me. GoDaddy, my competitor, was promoting it for me. Um, you can post it anywhere. It's not really spam if it's free, and especially if it's not really attached to a, to a commercial product yet. So you can really promote it anywhere. You can know, say, hey, I wrote this up or you know, whatever as I said, free advertising and there's SEO benefits. The more people obviously share it, the more backlinks that will come to your website. Um, Now, there's a couple challenges to creating a free product like this, okay? The first one is gonna be customer support. A lot of times when you release a free product or a free offer, people expect everything to be free. The way that I handle that is, I outsource support, but I don't look at look at support as if they have to solve this customer's problem. Is that they just need to get a, a response right away. So it's much better if you can focus on responding to your customers right away, versus versus um, actually trying to waste your time or spend so much time trying to solve a specific problem for a specific customer. Your job is to help as many people as you can, and not just you know one specific customer. So. Um, that's something that probably should be outsourced um, because they don't need to be an expert in your area. They just, need to res- they just need to actually respond to your customers. And the other thing is keeping them engaged. So once you have this your product, you need their information. You need them on your mailing list or Facebook group or whatever. So encourage them to sign up to your mailing list and they will if your offer's really good because they trust you and they know, you know, they trust you and they know you're providing value. So you need to, you need to make sure to stick around how do you, so you said you answer as soon as possible, but actually, don't it solve
2: the problem? Well, it really
1: depends. I should expand on that. If they have a really complex problem that you know, like they want you to do something for, because a lot of free customers want everything from you, yeah. so a lot of them will ask for so much. Don't. Your job isn't to. They, they can, Most of the time, they'll be able to find the the, um, the answer to their question on their own, right? But they come to you for whatever reason. Responding to them to show them that there is a human behind your product. It's much more valuable, especially when you're you know, either bootstrapping or a small company or on your own. You can't go helping every single person. Your job is better spent either improving your product for everybody, right? Let's say they have a question, you should say, okay, you can add that to the course later or whatever, but it's not spent nitpicking on, on customer issues, especially if they, especially if it's not going to bring like the ROI there isn't, the ROI really isn't there. I'm not saying to be bad at customer support. You have to actually rethink about like, your you're better at customer support if you're helping the most amount of customers within the smallest amount of time. So helping individual customers for, like, a day or a week or whatever is not a good use of, is not a very good use of your time. Helping as many people as you can is the best use, but instant replies will will instill confidence in, in your potential customers with an offer of this. Um, so yeah, so these are the things that you're going to want to consider when creating a free product. These are um, you can also use this not for a free product. You actually want to sell or have some type of you know low cost product too. But these are the things that you want to think about when creating a free product and using it for um, advertising. Um, so if anybody here, everyone here has their idea and what they want to do. So I want to go go work with some people here if you guys want to and think about some of the different products that you can create. And you could um, that you could start giving away for free in order to attract people
3: to your to your service. So, anybody want to go first? Well, we have an online sales training with uh, part of it is relevant so online offline. Um And we offer as a, uh, as a free product. We created a seven-part video series that was sent in one week and then one video. We use that especially uh, for our partners. We have a partnership program with 25 partners on board, which are mainly uh, coaches and trainers themselves. Some of them offline, most of them online. But they all have uh, a list that we get it bed on. And then they promote us for commission and for recognition. Uh, uh, it's crazy that we promote that. <laughs> And difficult work. Um, so that's that has been an important one for us. Um, and we obviously we sell through webinars and the webinar itself is a valuable training and people experience experiencing it this way. Have you uh, gotten a lot of traffic from these buffers that you've had already? Um, a lot of traffic. Well a good amount of traffic, but, yeah. but and uh, well, we, we, it's the right traffic because our ROI from is very high, we sell very good from the amount of traffic. So our first, our first launch brought us from 100 subscribers on the list to 1,400. That is through that series of videos and uh, 12 webinars that we did. Uh, so it took us to 1,400 subscribers, that's not too much. It also costs 100,000 euros a record. So, okay, very good. Um, any other offer that you want to come up with? Well, when you were telling this, well, I, I can't uh, think about something um, in that way, but I was thinking in a way um, how would it be if we could think of something that is more like a product than life and, uh, training. I think a product is better than yeah. training. Yeah. Yeah. But because now what we do is there's a set of videos, it's a short, three minutes of videos, so it won't take too much time. And it, it's about building trust and giving some value. And also in webinar, it's also like a live online training. But if we could, could think of a product that would
1: because product, The there. product's around all the time, whereas, you know, a webinar or whatnot might just be there at, the, at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you save it. You know, and, but if you have an actual product, it's just forever. People will find it. You know, mm-hmm. it's always relevant or usually relevant for a very long time. Would what, a book be? Yeah, well, a book, book, I think, is like an info product, too. Um, something simple really, something that kind of gets the job done really quickly. The best way is to look at, su- at um, a competitor's product and see, or, you know, a related product and see what is the most painful thing that the customers are feeling and, cr- and try to fix that one problem for them. Um, there's always something that's going to be painful because technology always changes. Especially, like, I'm looking at it mostly from a tech point of view, because so that's what I do, but technology always changes. So you're gonna have things that become updated or advice that becomes updated even, and there's always something that can be improved on. Um, but even if it's not tech in any kind of industry, there's something that you can do, some advice that you can provide people that something that people are already giving away, or that they're already selling, that you could just kind of make for free. I understand that this could also be very costly to create, but so is in, like, it's an investment, it's an investment in your product. I mean, so is any type of advertising. And this is advertising that could be around pretty much you know, for years, whereas traditional advertising isn't going to be around for that. It isn't going to provide that much uh, um, impact. And the
3: idea we, we already came up with two months ago and that we are on to <coughs> month next year. that so we want to go offline as well. We want to go to do events. And uh, what we plan to do is to make a one-day event uh, for free, just for paying the lunch. And that will help us pay the, the rent for the room. But uh, basically it's free and they pay the lunch. The subject of that, uh, of that day will be uh, a subject that our, some of our biggest competitors offer for 2,500 euros. And they will offer it that day for free and our upsell will be uh, will be our raw training. Okay, that's
1: good. Okay.
3: I mean, uh, uh, would like to know, like in your story, how
2: did people find, find how did they find it?
1: So, uh, um, initially, it was, there was an online forum for people who use iWeb. So I posted this blog post that had a lot of information on how to optimize your iWeb site for search engines. And I already had existing products that were out there and I would get the, I would get emails from people saying, oh, does this work with iWeb? And it did, it kind of did, but the way iWeb worked was it, um, it didn't work very well, it wasn't very convenient. So I created something specifically for them and that's kind of when uh, everything started to really um, grow exponentially. Uh, so yeah, so they had their own outlet. I and mean, that's, that's why I say piggyback on somebody who's almost every company has their own outlet. They have maybe forums, they have their own customer base. They have people talking about their products anywhere. You could find who's talking about your companies, or who's talking about your competitors, <coughs> using a product like Mention.net or Buzzsumo. There's free trials for them, so you just type in you know what's my, my competitor's name, and see where people are talking about your competitors, see what their biggest frustrations are, and say, okay, yeah, I can fix that. And then make some kind of add-on or fix for that that leads you back to your website. So when
2: you write piggyback on Party, you actually mend that form? That forum was a competitor?
1: Well, that forum was a forum to discuss a third party product. Now, think one example is using a competitor. The other one could just be a related product. So if you sell one thing, there's obviously things that are related to that product. And they are going to have a discussion forum, right? Like, dog leashes, dog food. If there's going to be a company that sells dog leashes, obviously anyone with a dog leash is going to eat dog food. So they're, you know, they're going to be hanging out somewhere, right? So find somewhat, some find a related product um, or even a, or a competitor specifically that you can market to. Yeah.
2: So wouldn't you say that like, it's also important to actually find a place where your audience? Ends? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. That, definitely. To give an give example, like you know, uh, uh, one of the guy I'm working with, he has you know has a video coming. He just wanted to increase his uh, his video uh, production marketing. So I suggest fiber, fiber. You know, uh, just create like a small kind gig, whatever. Just get customers, and then drag them like onto your side. And actually, it works. So I think like the whole idea of thinking of where your target customer is is super, super, super important. I think
1: definitely 100%. And once you find out oh, they're having something to give them for free it's going to just exponentially increase your reputation and your. Um, and your marketing, you know, like people if you give someone for free, people love it, they'll share it and so that's the whole point of, of of creating this instead of doing or um, as well as doing other forms of advertising but this is one of the best ways to get people for free to be sharing your products any other
3: products? so the idea uh, pick a niche and find uh, someone who's already doing service either marketing or like website integration for this particular niche then find out what this niche have uh, like what exact problems do they have with content marketing and then do a like this long form uh, actionable, actionable guest post about how to do uh, content marketing and target those blog posts and uh, do, do this uh, as a guest blog post for uh, the blog of the company was already uh, working with this type of clients. Does that make sense? Yeah, you could do
1: something like that. Like, think of a product, an actual product that you could make, a digital product, whether it's like videos or some type of ebook. That's the easiest way to do it. Apps obviously work, could work much, much, much better if you actually made some form of pack that could be related to your market. But yes, videos and ebooks would be something that people can continually distribute over and over and over again. Versus just a blog that will be in there once and then you know not really read, or maybe it could be read, but you know it's, if you think about value, a you know, blog might be a little bit closer to here, but an actual product might be
3: more, much more valuable to somebody. So how can an ebook be constantly found online versus a blog post? Well,
1: an ebook was something that people will will share with people, something they can download to their you know to their um, to their laptop, their Whatever, it's like an actual product that you're actually selling. Like, like there's more value with an ebook. You know, if you think about it, like an ebook will be more value than just a blog post. Mm-hmm. Blog post is short. You know, people will say, I'll book market later," but an ebook is something that will be shared. You're, you're like an author now. You know, it gives you a lot more value. And, and the scale of things, if you had to like, rate it, I would say, blog, guest blog post, ebook, video, training. You know, and then other <coughs> other products. Mm-hmm. I still think a blog post would be good, but there's other things that you could that could be more valuable to your to your customers, potential customers. Anybody else with um yeah? Um so my business is so I'm a I'm a and nutritionist on around, <coughs> sort
4: of, and so it's all about finding kind of the root cause of the illness rather than just treating symptoms, which is kind of what happens at the moment. So that's kind of my value prop is actually like reversing the illness by treating the underlying um, symptoms. That's what my program that my actual training does. It takes them through a five-week course to re- start to reverse their symptoms. So what I was thinking for mine could be like, okay, so part of it might be, the freezing might be a diagnostic tool. And so they actually go through like a decision tree where they kind of like, tick through their symptoms and it's like, okay, so here's kind of the management areas of focus that you might, you know, that you should focus on first. Is that kind of, well, is there a
1: specific problem that somebody might have or that you could say, like, here's of somebody who already has an audience that would want that, and if you gave that away for free, they would promote it?
4: Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to think about as any one person. There's a lot of forums where people kind of, like, people with the disorder post and stuff. Right. So it's for a specific disorder? Yeah. OK. So it's for a specific disorder. So, um, <coughs> so it's, there's lots of forums with people with post, you know, like, you know, the people that have it post on there. So there's like thousands of people Right. Um, so it's something that, if, you know, like I could post on there that there's you know, a diagnostic tool that can help you kinda understand what your online course are. Right. And then they go through there. But then they obviously get to the end and be like, OK, so that's nice to know. But then what do I do with that? And then that's when they come back to my website to figure out, or well, actually so what are the next steps?
1: Well, yeah, we could do that. Um, you could also, if it's you know some kind of app or website, you could obviously give it away for free for yeah. a day without any branding at all. Build yeah. up your popularity in some way, and then in mm-hmm. the next version, then you could start showing, you know, your own stuff. That's what that's, what, that's a
4: good idea actually, because then you're not saying to be to.
1: Right. So at first, it's like completely like I actually think if you're going to start a business, the first year or two years, everything, you, all your ideas should be given away for free. You know, like that's how you build up your own reputation. Like eventually, once you have something to sell. People, when people trust you, it's so much. It's so much easier. Like right now, there's so much, you know, like so many competitors. Everyone's doing everything that yeah. the same. So if you just kind of give away all your ideas for free and build up that reputation, that's kind of you know, you're investing your time versus your mm-hmm. money, maybe in your in your business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but like I did that for a while with my search engine optimization software too. It was just completely free. Obviously, it was listed on my website, so people would mm-hmm. see it. And eventually, they started to put um, you know a banner ad in it for my other software
4: yeah
2: that's I like the, the tools that some of the sites do like where it's almost like um, you put your website and they give you an analysis mm-hmm. yeah analysis, I think that's a quite valuable I think info products might be there's uh, so many of them yeah and if you give them like hey just put your whatever age or something mm-hmm. like that and you get like some kind of analysis yeah that's what i think that's in the is like for this
4: like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then it sort of pops out and then the share
1: button you know shares with your friend, and then they can yeah, come back really and, good and good they share. can say you know do your own right yeah so i think that's definitely a good idea but you know like these are your businesses and they're not my industry so you should know something that would be valuable to people that are in your business that they would really benefit from and be like, wow this is cool and then a couple months down the road they're going to start um, use our brand or changing it or, or, or whatever, and they're gonna think about you first, you know, like they'll think about
2: it. Well, you're, you're a developer, yeah? Like, yeah. So in a way, like it's easy for you to create apps or whatever, like I have an idea like, to create like a free Chrome, whatever. Right. But then I have to hire someone I trust, I don't know how to, so what's your input on that? So first of
1: all, nobody ever, okay, if your idea is just a Chrome extension, then yes, someone could steal your idea, right? But your idea, your idea shouldn't just be this Chrome extension, your idea should be the Chrome extension and how you're gonna market it. No, you're not telling anybody how you're marketing it. So if you go if you go hire somebody in Philippines or India or Eastern Europe, like, even if they want to steal your idea, they have no idea what your strategy is. I'm
2: not afraid of stealing, but like, um, the whole concept of creating- Like coding concept. it properly. Yeah, I've already created the software, so I, I personally, I have the experience, but I think in general-
1: Just like, in general. So, so I would say, okay, it's really funny because even for me, when I would write up specs before, I would write them out, you know, you know, jot notes or whatever, right? But most people have absolutely no idea. Can't read your mind. They have no idea we're talking about cultural differences. They, like everything, they have no idea we're talking about. When you want software developed, especially, it should be so detailed with screenshots, every single possible button that somebody might press, or every single possible um, scenario that might happen. You need to think about that. You need to. Do Draw it out, whether it's on a piece of paper or with proper uh, wireframing tools. So your idea doesn't really mean like, that's another thing about implementation. You know, most people can have this idea, but they have no idea how to get it implemented. Project management and properly, um, you know, wireframing or planning an app is very, very, very difficult and time-consuming. You don't just say, "I have an app. I'm going to hire developers to do it." You have to plan out every little step so that anybody, any you know, mediocre developers can just take it. And, and, and get it done. Now, Tal, it seems like you're kind of more, more you already have that finished. you wanna make sure it's written properly, right? Like security, um, you know, he's not stealing data or, or, or whatever. Most of the time, that's not gonna be a problem, but yeah, I agree, that especially on a bigger scale, you need to worry about that kind of stuff. And in that situation, you need. if you don't know how to do it, you need to hire like a third party just to inspect the code and make sure that there's nothing wrong with it. Um, Small projects are really cheaper be expensive. Bigger products obviously, get very expensive, but that's part of the of the uh, development process. You know, and you won't get that if you outsource something to, you know, to, to to a third world country expecting really cheap prices. You need to properly outsource it to a you know proper company with a reputation behind it. But did that answer your question. Um, what investment are
3: we talking about?
1: It really, really depends. Like, if you. Properly if you know how to properly wireframe an app that anybody could do, you could you know, you could find somebody at fifteen dollars an hour to make an app for you. That being said, you know, it's obviously good to have a development background <coughs> to know that, you know, I, I got stuff outsourced when I look at the code. I know that it's gonna break if if there's you know like characters with accents in it, you know, different called character coding it's different encoding. So a lot of people won't take this stuff into consideration. So the best thing is to wireframe it properly and have test cases. And you need to know about those test cases. So who's going to be using your app? What language? You know, changing a language can actually break an app depending on the input that the person is using. You know, um, is security a problem? Okay, then they need to know about security. Like, yeah, like these are very uh, big issues that you might need to be consulted on. I think I would need somebody that knows their stuff and that thinks about it. But most of the stuff is also, I mean, your job could also be to research this and figure out what would be needed. And also, the other thing, too, is that you're going to make mistakes no matter what. Like, even if I were to look at anybody's product, I will miss stuff. Everyone will miss stuff and you'll figure it out. It, you can never be perfect. Like, it's going to have problems. Something's going to happen. Like, but that's the thing you need to find somebody who comes you know, recommended somebody who who knows what they're doing and who's, you know, know the questions to ask. Is it secure? Does it work with international languages? Um, is it good? is it, is there gonna be a memory? There's always gonna be a memory problem. Like these things are, like these are things, like tech things that always happen, but you know, you'll learn it along the way. Like even my products, like there's memory issues, you know, like these are things that, on the outside it looks fine, but if you try to build a huge website with it, it's gonna eventually crash because it just can't handle so much data. And more, you can continue to make it more and more efficient, but that's gonna cost more and more. Like, it'll never, ever, ever be perfect. Like, think about your test cases. Think, really think about your test cases, like whatever app it might be. And, and um, you gotta make sure that you can test for those cases, but understand it's not gonna be perfect and you're going to have problems. You know, even
3: Apple, every tech company has problems like that. Uh-huh. I already have an idea like creating an app or a plugin, WordPress plugin to write a sales page. Uh-huh. So we with like 12, 15 steps. You have to fill in and then in the end of the process. So how are you going to sell it?
1: I'll give it away. <laughs> you give it away. No, but how are you going to get the market? How are you going to get a market? Like how are people going to figure out about it? I'm uh, sure third parties. Part. You promote it with third parties. With, yeah. with third parties, which ones? Um,
3: maybe uh, hosting companies. And, uh, you know. Before so. you, well, I'm saying
1: before you get this done, think about, really think about how you're going to market it. Who's going to market it? You know, if you're going to do third parties, who's going to market it for you? Which ones are you going to use? Um, how many people you think you're going to get? Because otherwise you might just be wasting your time, right? How many other competitors are there for this? You know, how many have, What are people currently using? Are people going to switch to your product? Is being free that valuable to them? Is it unique? So think about these things before you really go and invest your time into, into doing it. That would be my advice. Will you have any software projects which involved? Um... I'd say the ones that didn't do as well as I hoped. Um, I wouldn't say bombed, but I would say ones that just didn't did that didn't do as well as I would have wanted them to.
2: Right. And what do you think those particular ones? Marketing. Marketing. All right.
1: Like I, you know, you think that you could just have this idea and then sell it. Um, it's no one cares about your products. Like. Unless you have a really good reputation, like nobody, nobody gives a shit about your software about you. And so, I created one for a company that makes a web store. And I even I went to their event. I talked about like what I'm doing and you know all these products that I'm coming out with. And I sold some, but <coughs> like nowhere near to make it worth it to continually do it because to me it sounded good in my head. And the other problem was that they completely changed the, their store around, so I, I would have to completely rewrite the products that I made. Also, so that's like another thing. Like you, you know, you got to make sure that whatever you're going to make is going to be useful. It's going to be, is going to be useful in the future, or at least in the you know, for as long as you need it.
5: I was thinking of what you said, how you can create like a free giveaway to, that leads to people to your other products. Um, creating a quiz online might work for some topics. Like you ask question, people answer them, and then, then you have like three groups of you know types of people. The the best answers, you should do this, and then go to our website. The second is you could do it, but you need some help, and then you go to our website as well. And the third one is either you know you shouldn't do it or we could do it for you, something like that. Um, And there are, I just checked, there are several quiz makers online, free ones, but there's a lot of them. Do you have experience
1: with one of them? With a quiz maker? Yeah. No, I don't have any experience with a quiz maker, but what I do do that is effective for me is I'm always surveying my customers Mm -hmm. and I'm giving them a benefit to fill out a survey. Now, I think it kind of applies to what you're saying. Let's say you had a certain industry, like yours, like in health, and you say this, and I want to put this, I mean, like this one specific uh, a forum would be like, you know, guys, I want to know, maybe does lifestyle affect this problem, right? So I made this forum, just has all these, these um, questions, and then I will need everyone to fill it out, and I will release the results here for everybody to see. It's all anonymous and whatever, you know, because in your industry it should be anonymous. Um, but yeah, in that sense...
5: The, you know, the simple quizzes you see in yeah, magazines yeah, yeah. yeah, fill yeah. out and so. you have type A, B, and C, whatever. Yeah. No, so immediately you, you can see <coughs> the results? Yeah, I think, I think that could work. So you want to find out what type are you? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: something like that. I've got the share it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It works, yeah. 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 Just, just remember, like, you know, in terms of like, I think that's a good general idea, but to look like value, you know, like what would offer the most value, to your specific industry so i think that's good like from a general standpoint and you probably build on that in terms of like uh, like i
5: help people to write books right and a lot of people think well i couldn't do it or i don't have time or should i write a book and i think you could answer most of these questions in a quiz like did you write anything before is writing easy for you yes no and then you fall into a certain group um, do you have expertise on a certain topic, whatever? And then it leads to yes, you should write your book, right. and you should do it yourself, or you should write a book and somebody should help you. Or right. so I'm thinking about creating a quiz like that. If, if anybody has any ideas, <coughs> any good software, whatever website to use, just want to make it very simple. I just, just want to.
2: Just go to a developer, fifteen dollars an hour. Easy. No,
5: but there's there's automatic.
2: There's one time, you yes. could go to like, yeah, um, like CodeCanyon.com. <coughs> The website. But also, like your biggest uh, thing is to market it in some way. So you put it in your website, but you want somehow people to find it. You know, and decide to at least. Like, yes, yeah, that's not my problem. I have enough people. I just
1: okay, want good. to, you know, you have to give them something to try. Code. You go to codecanyon.net. That's what it is. Oh, Code. Yeah. Codecanyon.net. Can- do you have? If if you do understand, like, if you do know how to install the PHP scripts or WordPress scripts, like you can do it yourself. Um, I don't know if you know how to do that, Adam, but. I can you could have somebody do it. So you could just you could search for like you just search for anything on there. Code canyon. Code code canyon. canyon. You might canyon. want to
2: also in the, incentivize them to share. Yeah. So some way. Like, yeah. A tool for that. I think always incentivizing. Like for me when I do surveys,
1: like I sell my product on a yearly basis. So anyone who fills up a survey gets an extra year of you know upgrades support. So always incentivizing people kind of keeps them engaged with you too, and then you know if. if like I said, with this free offer, you could you need to get their email, address and their contact information. If you don't yet have like an upsell yet, you could be doing things like asking, giving them surveys or quizzes that kind of keep them engaged with your company and your and your brand. But really, think like think like a product that you actually would consider selling, but you but in this case you're going to give it away for free. That is so valuable to most people, and you might think like, oh, I put a lot of effort into doing whatever, whatever, but. This will be around forever, and even if you pivot to different um, industries too, once you have a reputation, like it, it, it's it's it, you, you can't buy this kind of stuff. Like this kind of marketing is, or, this strategy is very 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 effective, especially if you have a product that is just tremendously valuable to your to your market. Anybody else, Chris? How could you get people to learn about the Entrepreneur yeah, House? Well, a quiz, on? Facebook quiz. What, what kind of entrepreneur Well, do you well do? what would be valuable to somebody who might want to... Give it away a free go? spot,
2: the Entrepreneur
1: House. Well, what would get them to, to, know, to know about you? What would get them to, to think, like, Chris Reynolds is the Entrepreneur right? Podcast. Podcast, yeah. Free podcast, I think so. Uh, what else? What else? What entrepreneurs do entrepreneurs Free airline tickets. Free airline tickets? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I think if each one of us would write about it on our own social media network, like yeah, a little bit right. more in depth than hey, I'm in Shanghai, and I'm getting cheap massages, then uh, you know that would be very valuable. Like yeah. the wins that we share, if Shall you would we? share that in a wider uh,
0: I could I could uh, buy a massage for whoever's sharing, sharing. Ah, massage. there you are. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's I think that's great. To
1: share like,
5: content-wise, like the wins, like we do here. If you if you make a compilation of the daily wins, like what did we get done today? Day, 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 That's a great, um, and it's not personal, so you don't, if people don't wanna share, you don't have to put their name, but you get like the daily wins. Uh, uh-huh. Like you, you posted before the Entrepreneur House, three days, two weeks to the Entrepreneur House, and it's nice for the people who are in the Entrepreneur House, but it doesn't give any value or content. And, you know, now it's day three, day four. But if you share what we produce here, the productivity or the spirit, whatever, or a combination of both, then it shows people what we're actually doing here.
2: i Yeah, I think like something, Chris, um, you wanna build an audience of entrepreneurs on your email list? Like, Ready with an offer, like you already have the, you know, all the, you know what I mean. Like so, something that actually can, can build this big, probably list. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, what would everybody, what would everybody find valuable
1: that, as an entrepreneur, that they would need in this room? And where do you guys hang out that would be kind of related to entrepreneurs? The DC, for example, right?
2: But where else would you guys? Out. I, have a, I have a different idea, like, for this in general. So, to get some kind of recurring income, not just, like, for people who come here to, to this, like, event, but let's say I want to be part of the Entrepreneur House in general, you know, throughout the year, so I get some value online. You know what I mean? So, you're not just selling the Entrepreneur House physically coming here, but some kind of membership. Right. So, I'm part of the Entrepreneur House for the rest of my life, and I get some value out of it.
5: For example, when Paul gives a workshop here, uh, you could video it and broadcast it yeah. to the other members yeah. who are not here.
0: Well, so the, anything that,
5: I nobody, should, should record this and put it on a
0: podcast. Yeah. Any value
5: that is generated, you should share it with the other, with the alumni, with potential uh, members, whatever.
0: Yeah. no we're recording this for a podcast. Oh, okay. Oh okay. we're recording
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: An idea, or something, or if you want to brainstorm with everybody here, you know, like, what is your product? What's a competitor, or, or what, what's a what's a industry that anybody else with a product or something that want to brainstorm maybe for How's it or with physical products? products. Well, physical products, like as I said, like I'm more into, into into tech stuff. I mean, the physical products, it's all gonna come down to how much you want to spend and invest in your product. If you believe in your product, you really, really believe in your product, and you think it's gonna be this amazing, amazing success, then. Anything you put into it is an investment, right? You know, but you really need to believe your product if that's the case. Like also, I mean, developing anything, you have to put your time in, and your time has a cost to it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's—it feels more direct when you actually have to pay for something to give somebody for free. It first, right? right. So you to think about like, is it going to give you that right type of ROI? So that's why I said the you easiest. I'm like
4: not giving away a physical thing, but if you've got a physical. Oh, if you have
1: a physical product, yeah. what's what, what a physical product? So I'm just like you
4: know, for yeah. FBA or you know, anyone on that kind
1: of side is selling something physically for Amazon. So. Right. Well, like there's so, like there's so many, and whatever that product is, like, yeah, yeah. like they, yeah. For sure, you can think of things that people might want to you know use for free, like yeah. Um, Nike, like, like the run the the running app. Those are all free. You can yeah. use it. Nike actually does something really interesting. Any city, almost any city, major city in the world, you could go to sign up for a Nike like run, and people just are there running. Anybody can join, and you can actually in some places get a free like rent a free pair of Nike shoes, and you can go running in any of these cities. This is a huge, yeah. Like somebody told me about this. So this is like a huge company that can do that and whatever. And you don't even have to wear Nike shoes. Like the girl that told me about it, she was running in Adidas shoes, which was really funny. And I have a picture next like on their website. Everyone has Nike shoes except for her. But it's their free product, you know, to kind of get people, like, loving Nike. And obviously they can do it on a much bigger scale, right? But I think in our, for our cases, like, apps and really good videos of good for practicing. Teaching a language, like, is a, like what we were talking about today, like, it's, I, they, do you know me, when I was learning, when I'm learning a language, like how many times I time to go onto YouTube and find somebody who's, Giving me good advice, teaching, uh, on learning something, and I will go and buy their product because I trust them. I think everybody's kind of had that experience before. Mm -hmm. And so, really think about what you can invest, what what you can teach somebody for free, even if it's still out, even if it's already out there. You know, if it's free, people are going to want to use it over the paid products. So yeah. Mm
4: I
3: just would like to share with you the brainstorm I had during your presentation now because in, in, uh, in the afternoon, you start to get, give me a lot of ideas and I already knew. I think I've, I've yeah. been thinking about having something online for more than three years but I didn't think in exactly how the class online would be or how the online a free online video would be. And the, during the workshop, I had the, the, the clear idea how these videos should, would be yeah. And yeah, I'm still processing the ideas, but soon I will talk to you. Thank OK. You. Yeah, whatever well, if you want to yeah, tell right. people, too, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. And actually, guys, as you, uh, there's a lot of people here. Some already speak Portuguese. Maybe I will <laughs> need your idea from making some videos. I, yeah. Yeah. If, if anybody
5: is going to record videos for a video course or for promotion or whatever, I have some very simple tips I can explain, like some in one minute, that will make your video recording like uh, 100% video. I agree. You mean, so like in like, oh, sorry? you mean like the quality? Sorry? You mean like the quality? No, is- just breaking give them now. Uh, if you record video, don't hold your phone vertical, hold it horizontal, mm-hmm. because otherwise in YouTube you get the two black stripes on the side, so always hold it horizontal. <laughs> and then when you record your own video or somebody else, most people um, video like a talking head, so you have space around your head. Uh, but when you watch television, the uh, image is always cut like this. But when you record yourself or somebody else with their the top of their head cut off, it looks really weird. Yeah. But when you see it later, this is the way your your uh, image is supposed to be. Your eyes should be like two thirds of the screen, and the top of your head should be cut off. So try it out. Also, when you make selfies, this is how you make selfies. It's not like a head floating in space. And uh, the last tip is uh, use a good microphone. I have like a, a, a Rode love microphone. You put it into your iPhone, it's a tiny little thing. Uh, you put it here and you talk, and the sound is much better. So don't go in a noisy environment. You can also use your headphones from your iPhone if you don't have anything else, it will improve the sound. Um, and even if your image is shaking, you know, it's better to put your phone in like a, a standard or a Gorilla, or whatever. Uh, but even if the image is a bit shaky, that's not so bad. But if the sound is bad, nobody's going to listen to your video. What type of microphone is
0: that? Rode Love.
5: Rode, L-A-V. It's about $60. You can buy it on Amazon.
0: R-O-D-E.
5: R-O-D-E. It's a professional microphone. Uh, but it's so tiny. It's like you can, you know. Uh, Rode trans- love. Yeah, R-O-D-E. And then the new word, L-A-V. It's about 60 euros on Amazon and all the other like cheaper ones, they're shitty. And this one's really, really good, everybody I know is using it. And then when you're on Amazon anyway, buy a Gorilla, like the tripod that you can wrap around anything and it's like $15. But buy one with the, the clasp that the any phone. If you have to buy a clasp separately, it will be like $30. If there's one $15 Gorilla pot that has the clasp. I'll bring my stuff to and you can see it, and it's this is it takes this much space, and you
3: have a professional like uh, video studio. So so. You. If you want more tips, go to me, and I'll give Thank you. Thank you. And so moving is not good to do, that. you can, you can. It depends what, what. you want to do? But. And yeah, that would be a tip of mine because I get the tip To simply use that all the time. Yeah. Uh, for a people, for a lot of people, it's much more easy when you record a video. When you walk around, yeah, it's
5: not so boring talking, yeah. Eyes. And then <laughs> some,
3: sometimes there's a walker or a dog is coming, back, ooh, a dog, and, you know, and there's some, it makes it like, yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sometimes, but of also adjustment. for a lot of people, just because you're walking, it's easier to tell what you want to tell. And when you're lying to the desk, most people are very tense, and oh, I must not forget this, and yeah, right, Anybody else with, um a brainstorm or have an idea? I have an idea, not an idea. <laughs> yeah, OK. Uh, because what I was saying about uh, the questions for the Jews, I thought, well, maybe I can just use something like that, like a sales question of the day, and uh, let, let fill them in their question of the day. Uh, that's step one. Step two is they have to fill out the form. So they get their uh, email, their uh, revenue, uh, uh, what they want to reach next year, what their business is, what their website is, so we can look whether they are good at selling or not, and uh, all that stuff we need. And the third part uh, is that they need to share uh, the page or the website on uh, social media. And every day we pick one uh, that has the most points, most shares. And this one gets this question answered on video, and everybody can see uh, can see it, can get the answer. And you get your answer, uh, you get your question answered if you share not. These are for your products. Yeah, yeah. What about
1: doing for other people's products too, or like a kind of related product that might be able to promote your brand at the same time? Because then you kind of open like, a related product to yours that uh, kind of open up your uh, your market.
3: So these are already your customers, right? No, 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 not no, my customers. They're just Facebook. But I mean, yeah, this could be like for anybody who has the same type of customers like us, and that is entrepreneurs. And that would be fine. I mean, uh, if their product is uh, a Facebook course or, uh, or an email marketing course, that's not what we do. product is sales for anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So it okay, so that, that will be interesting for for entrepreneurs. Uh, for, for and where can you share it? Uh, with anyone who is starting our target
1: audience. But I'm saying you're going to share it on your these videos. Where are you going to share them? You're going to share them on your Facebook page. You got to find you're going to find other other places that you can share them to that might be related to mm-hmm. where you would be, that would be useful to that market, but also would be related to your market too. Think of that. that would that would be that would kind
3: of help you expand your market a little bit more. And maybe we could even end up to make it into a library, and you can pay for access to it. Exactly. library. Yeah, that's a very good, that's kind of Sorry, very and good you only can see the last uh, like seven videos answered. Yeah. You can see the new videos. Exactly. Eventually, yeah, you and eventually, right. you get access to one thousand videos. Right.
1: Exactly. That's a good way.
3: You know, giving them away
1: for free now, and then in the future. Yeah. Now the packages, the packages going out. Cool. Anybody else? An idea? Something? Or um, want to brainstorm their their idea? Shai. Okay. If nobody else has any,
5: I know? think we have a lot of ideas and questions,
1: but they will come okay. mm-hmm. during the deer yeah. garden, garden, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if anyone has any questions at all, I'm always happy to answer them and talk about my experiences. And I hope that I can help you and I hope that this was useful uh, for
2: everybody. Thank you. Thank you all.
0: The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for location-independent entrepreneurs. Imagine spending one month with other successful entrepreneurs building business in the world's most exotic locations. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality about business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those staying in the Entrepreneur House, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. For those of you that are interested, be sure to contact us through the entrepreneurhouse.com website. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.